You know where Topeka is, right? I do know where Topeka is. I'm the part of the state that has trees. This week on Dueling Review, we review Barbarella Deja Thora's number one from Dynamite Entertainment. From opposite ends of time, two heroines unite for an otherworldly adventure. Barbarella, the Siren of Space, meets Deja Thor as Princess of Barsoom, and together they may solve a murder mystery that spans time and space in order to find their way home. So Barbarella and Deja Thoras, mm-hmm. two characters from opposite ends of time. Mm, sort of, yeah. Oh no, uh, Barsoom, you know, the Princess of right. Bar stuff is like hundreds of Ancient years ago. Ancient Barsoom, like 10,000 years ago. Yeah, and then Barbarella is like far into the future. I want to say that Barbarella takes place in the far-flung future year 2015. Yeah. So uh, they get together in this issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do. How is that any weirder than, you know, Red Sonia and Spider-Man or the Legion of Superheroes and Star Trek? I mean... I'll tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. Because in those stories, the yes. first issue actually goes somewhere. This goes somewhere. Uh, so here's the thing. They spend a lot of time... Uh, the Barbarella setup is good. Before she goes through the magic mirror that has a flux capacitor on it for some reason... Right. And travel and travels into some uh, underground chamber. Right. There is a lot of nonsense time spent with Deja Thoris on Barsoom, a.k.a. Mars. Talking about where did all salt go? I don't know. Where did the salt go? Salt should be here. Yeah, I don't know. Can we spend five more panels talking about the missing salt? But think about it. The Barbarella stuff is Barbarella receiving a letter from a friend who says she's an old friend that she never met. So it's a time travel paradox. The Deja Torres stuff is dealing with, oh, where all of this stuff should be here. Somehow something weird has happened and someone has already mined the thing that we've come to mind that no one has ever looked for. Yeah, but see, it's they could par- do that. It's a paradox thing. They could do that in like four panels, not four pages. And that's that's the problem that I have with this is it feels like in this issue, there's a there's enough of setup. There's some interesting yeah. setup in this. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of spinning wheels for some reason. There is just a lot of just grinding on those gears and not really going anywhere. It feels like where they're at should have happened by the mid part of the issue. I actually like the fact that unlike many crossovers, it takes the time to set some tone and give us some context for the character because we see Barbarella showing up and being, you know, kind of Barbarella and being kind of snotty. And doing her thing where she's like, okay, well, clearly this is up and her little snarky thing. And then we get to see Deja Thoris in, you know, clear queenie mode. And by the way, she's a princess, actually. Okay. That first image of Deja. Oh, my. Yeah, it's lovely. And I like the fact that we get some setup and we get to see that she's you know, smart, but strangely paranoid and something's going on and she kind of feels out of place and there's these weird things and she's very upset and very, you know, nervous about doing that, but she's the princess, so she can't say she's nervous. So she's clearly going to go into it. I I really like the fact that we get two or three pages of, if you've never read a Barbarella or a Deja Thores, or in my case, if you've only read them in passing and you don't have a particular deep affection or love for either woman, this gives you a feel. If this is your first Barbarella story, it gives you a feel for a Barbarella. 
or at least Dynamite's Barbarella. I've never actually seen the movie. And if you've never seen Deja Thorez, and I have seen that movie, and I thought the Deja Thorez on TV was kind of cool, but she reminded me a little bit too much of the girl who used to be on Attack of the Show. This will give you some insight into her character, I feel, and her interactions with other people before we throw these, admittedly, as you said, 40,000 years apart, completely unrelated, diverse, should oh, never have actually been able to meet I don't. Together. I don't have a problem with, um, with the time travel aspect of it, and I really don't have a problem with the murder mystery aspect of it. I like those a lot. But the two of them winding up in a cave in the bottom of an ocean. It's a hole in the bottom of the sea. That, I mean, it shouldn't have taken them that long to get where they're at. That's there's what I'm saying. Is there's, there's a bunch a of princess from Mars on the there's a bunch of pacing. The there's a bunch of pacing issues, I think, in this issue that that really, really frustrate me as far as a reader goes. And. I can understand someone who has never read either one of these going, ooh, two hot babes on the cover. Okay, I'll go pick this up. This should be exciting. Um, but I don't think that this is a book for new readers, honestly. I think this is somebody who has a passing familiarity with both of these characters, and or maybe just one of these characters, and wants to follow these adventures. Um, I, I, you know, The pacing is the biggest problem with me in this entire thing. Art is okay uh, from German Garcia. Um, I really enjoy the art, actually. I think the art is really solid. It has a very strong sense of place. Mm -hmm. I like the, the blocking of the characters and the way they move. And I really love that moment where, you know, Barbarella leaps through the mirror, but Dejah Thorez falls through it. Mm -hmm. But immediately, she's got a sword to Barbarella's face. That's like, there's a moment where you see Barbarella looking at a sword and going, oh, I like you. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I really like Yeah, that. no, there are some good moments in here. It's just filled with a lot of unnecessary stuff. And I wish that that, and I'm hoping that that improves over the next couple of issues. I don't know if this is a four-issue mini or a six-issue miniseries. Uh, it feels like it's probably a four-issue miniseries, and then someone said, you know what yeah. works these days? You know what kids are all into? Six-issue miniseries. Why don't you pad this out with a four or a few more pages worth of nothing, and uh, and then we'll call it good. See, it's definitely leisurely. I mean, I'm not saying that they're any, in any hurry to get to the plot, but I really felt like it was more successful than that. I felt like this was something where, and again, I only have a passing familiarity with either of them. What I know about Barbarella is Jane Fonda in the orgasm machine, and what I know about Deja Thorez is she's usually naked or close to naked. So, you know, when I picked up this book, what I expected was something that might be kind of kitschy, kind of poppy, kind of nakedy, you know, maybe a slightly more pulpy version of like, a, a, you know, an old school Xenoscope title where the point was seeing someone who looks like Snow White only with a massive rack and some boy shorts on. And I felt like this was a lot more character oriented. This is something that tried to give oh, me yeah. I mean, a this feel isn't cheesecake. That. No, but I feel like the parts that you're saying were nothing are actually character moments for the to the bits. Because if you see when Barbarella arrives, she's like, hmm, this is weird. This oh, is no, a mystery. I didn't say anything and about she's talking to herself. The Barbarella stuff is fine because she's arriving on a scene and going, oh, 
I'm supposed to meet this scientist. Here's a dead scientist. He's left me clues to go right. and find some stuff. That's fine. But literally, weird four pages of, where's the water? I don't know. There should be salt here. Really? You think that the salinity of the sand would be a little bit different? I don't know, princess. Hmm. That's really weird because, you know, you'd think there'd be water here. Oh, that's there should be sand here, too. Oh, you think the greens took it all? Oh, no, I don't think the greens took it all. It's a waste. It literally is a waste. All that stuff can literally be condensed into two panels tops. So for me, though, the Deja Torres stuff feels like the same thing. They're setting up a mystery. It's a different mystery. It's a weird mystery. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, something strange is happening here. Is it possibly related to the time travel that we saw with that? And I feel like it's this. It's the same thing. It's the same setup. Something weird has happened. Something seemingly impossible has happened in both situations. And... While the Deja Torres is admittedly not as successful as, you know, Barbarella talking to herself and being oh so clever, it's still to me worked on a character level, especially the point where they're like, wait, what is this strange thing? It must be dangerous. And Deja is immediately climbing literally into it going, hmm, I wonder what this could be. We see that, you know, she's either really impulsive or maybe not the brightest bulb at the bottom of the barrel. I, I liked all that. So for me, that worked. Yeah, didn't work. Didn't work for me. Uh, I think for me, Barbarella, Deja Thoris, there is. There's enough content here that makes me want to go, OK, I'm going to give you one more issue to mm. see if you can get into proper gear. But there is nothing here that says this is a got to read the whole entire thing for me. This is man for four bucks. You've really kind of disappointed me. But I trust you, Dynamite. I'll come back for one more round. And if it is also not good, then shame on me. Yeah. I I would disagree respectfully. And, you know, everybody has their thing. You don't have to like what I like. I don't have to like what you like. It's almost sometimes fun when we disagree because then we can get different takes on something. For me, this, you know, when you talk about it didn't get quite into gear. This is a merging lane. We're not quite up to highway speeds yet, but sometimes you have to be careful and you have to do that thing where you're yielding to the oncoming traffic. And with a story that has such blatantly different characters, I feel like that that merging lane stuff, that that in in between stuff really worked for me. So I liked it. I feel like it was successful and I feel like it was successful in, you know, making me interested in a story featuring two characters that I only have a marginal knowledge or interest in. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, listeners. Uh, Coming out next week from Boom Studios, we have Adventure Time, Marcy and Simon, number one, Black Badge, number six, Firefly, number three, and Lumberjanes, number 58. Dark Horse Comics has uh, Death Orb, number four. Wandering Island Trade Paperback Volume 2 and World of Tanks, the trade paperback Citadel. That's a $16.99 trade paperback. DC Comics hey. next week Welcome. has Batman Who Laughs number two, Catwoman number seven, Detective Comics 996. It's going to be hitting that 1,000 here pretty soon, Matthew. Yeah, like five issues. F- uh, Flash number 62, uh, Hawkman number eight, Justice League Dark number seven, Scooby Doo Team Up. Trade Paperback Volume 6, $13 there. Supergirl number 26 and Titans number 33. Dynamite Entertainment has Elvira, Mistress of the Dark number 4. James Bond Origin number 5. And uh, the Trade Paperback Collection of Sherlock Holmes, The Vanishing Man, $18 for that Trade Paperback. 
IDW Publishing has Ghostbusters, the IDW 2020, what is that, Shoning? Showening. I don't know the what that's about. Uh, Judge Dread Toxic number three. Also, Sonic the Hedgehog number 12. And uh, what do we have here? The TMNT Shredder in Heck number one issue will arrive. <laughs> the Shredder in Heck. Yeah. Image Comics has Burnouts number five. Days of Hate number 12, the final issue there. Gideon Falls number 10. That's the Scary Barn book, Matthew. The Black Barn book. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Uh, saga Prince Robot pin, as well as a Saga Rainbow logo pin, as well as Spawn Kills Everyone 2, number 2, hmm. and Wickdiv 41. The Wickdiv. Marvel Comics has Amazing Spider-Man number 13, Black Panther number 8, Conan the Barbarian number 2. That's on a two-week release schedule with that series. Ooh. Fantastic Four number 6, Ironheart number 2, Man Without Fear number 3, Star Wars, The Age of the Old Republic, Qui-Gon Jinn number one. That's a second printing for that one. And what else do we have? AOR special. Star Wars AOR. That's not ASMR. That's different. No, no, no. What's AOR? That's the... Uh, Album-oriented rock. Attack of the Old Republic? I don't know what that one is. Age of the Republic? I don't know. It's a, it's a special <laughs> thing. It's got a $5 cover price. Uh, open those wallets up wide, ladies and gentlemen. Uncanny X-Men. I think X AOR was the band that did that song. Uncanny X-Men number 10, Uncanny X-Men number 3 gets a second printing, and Venom number 10 lands on on shelves, as does What If, the classic trade paperback, complete collection, volume 1, 40 bucks. In all the rest category, we have Albert Einstein, the Time Mason number 4, Baby Teeth number 14, Dark Ark number 13. <laughs> I think that's a dog story. It's actually it, called it might Ark. Be. Ark. Uh, let's see. Kirby and Lee stuff said that's a twenty four ninety five book. Uh, scrolling down here, what else do we have? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, Pre code classics, Tales of Horror hardcover volume one, forty five dollars there. Robotech number sixteen from Titan Comics. That's a four dollar book. Shades of Magic number four. Shadow Man number eleven. And uh, what do we have uh, all the way down here at the bottom? Of course, it's Zozo Zombie graphic novel volume two. I believe that's pronounced Zozo Zombie. It might be, but it's uh, listed here as Zozo Zombie graphic novel volume two, twelve dollar book like right there. G -g -g Ghost. It might be. Uh, so, what are we going to review next week on the Dueling Review Podcast? Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is up to you. What you need to do is you need to head over to Patreon.com/slash Major Spoilers, and you will find the post that says uh, Dueling Review. For January 17th, 2019, you'll find a link to all the comics that I've read here, as well as a bunch more, and then you can let us know which of those comics you want us to review next week. Now, Matthew, there seems to be some confusion, because yes. people think that, oh, if I'm not a patron, I can't participate in this. That is incorrect, faithful spoiler, right? Imaginary straw man. You do not have to be a patron. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you can participate in the dueling review fun now do we want you to become a patron if you can sure we'd certainly love to have your support but anybody can go over and vote just for the love of mike don't vote something terrible i hate it when we're like hey what's the worst possible book that matthew could ever read oh let's go with that oh that's no, called why that. that's called why do you hate me that's another thing that that's you have to thing. do on a monthly basis which yes listeners you yep. too can vote on horrible comics that Matthew will be forced to read and write reviews of right over there for uh, for our patrons at patreon.com slash major spoilers. So, 
Uh, I think that will wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for checking us out, and thank you to Dynamite for sending us this review copy of Barbarella Deja Thor's number one out in stores now. Uh, we will be back next week to review a comic that you pick. Why? Well, because we know that you love comics, and we do too, and maybe next time we'll finally get to hear Matthew say, How did she get the shrimp in there? This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.